podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I'm sorry this is a day late, just like last week's was late. I apologize. You know, as I mentioned, um, I'm going to be moving back to the States. It's actually, I'm moving next week, um, the end of next week, next Friday. Um, moving back to the States. So, you know, trying to take care of everything. Everything's been kind of um, kind of crazy, you know, making sure that everything's covered. Got a lot going on. I'm moving, and then my wife and my stepson aren't going to come until, like, June. And, yeah, it's, uh, you know, trying to coordinate, you know, everything. It's, it's just been kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah, so, again, I apologize. Um, but here we are. So I hope you guys had a good weekend. I hope you guys got to, you know, catch some games this weekend. I unfortunately only got to see bits and pieces of some games. Um, I haven't been able to watch a full game, I don't know, probably in about two, three weeks, maybe maybe a little bit longer. Um, but, you know, it's just because everything is, I got everything going on. Um, once I moved to the States, even though I'll, I'll be a little bit delayed on the European games because of the time change, I'll be by myself, so I won't really have much going on. Um, so I will definitely probably be catching a lot more games than I have been recently. Um, but yeah, so I hope everybody's doing well. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Hopefully, wherever you are, you're you're enjoying some dry, warm weather. Unlike here in Germany, it hasn't snowed yet, but uh, but it's been cold. Um, it's been like really cold. It's always it always gets below freezing, pretty much every day. Um, like a couple of weeks ago, we had, you know, decent couple of days where it was in like the 50s. But recently, it's been like in the 20s and the, the 30s if you're in uh, using Fahrenheit. But if you're not if you're using Celsius, it's been around like, you know, between like minus four and like three. Um, you know, every once in a while, I'll get up to like six or something. But uh, yeah, the weather's been, it's been dry. You know, everybody would rather have rain than snow, but cold rain is pretty annoying at least with the snow you're somewhat dry but uh, it does get a little slick out there but you know Bundesliga is back um, so you know the players are hopefully enjoying the the dry conditions the warmer weather um, and hopefully you know they don't we don't get too much snow here in Germany this this winter there are times when it might snow once or twice at least you know in my part of Germany this the southwest part um, might only snow once or twice during the winter and it may not even be a whole lot. And there's been other years when it'll snow 20 times and, you know, a couple of those you're getting, you know, eight to nine inches of, uh, of snow and it is not fun. Um, but still, I've never seen any games canceled. Maybe a delay or two, but no games canceled because of that. So, all right, I'm going to jump straight into the Bundesliga. Um as I mentioned, I haven't really gotten the chance to, to watch a whole lot of the games. I did catch some of the, the Berlin-Bayern match. Um, and it was pretty interesting for the first few minutes that I was watching. Um, and then, I don't know what happened. Uh, it was, I think it was... Uh, Bayern was up 1-0 to zero when I when I turned it on. You know, it was you know not a, a bad match. And then uh, there was a goal that was disallowed through VAR... And after that, Bayern just went off. I mean, you know, like I said, it was close, but uh, Hertha ended up losing 4-0 at home to Bayern Munich. And you guys know how I feel about Bayern Munich. But uh, it just seems like, I don't know, they were just tired of the game being close. 
And Lewandowski just sort of had some chances. Thomas Muller had some chances. And uh, they, they were able to put the game away. And, you know, it was doubtful that Jurgen Klinsmann was even going to be able to, to manage this match because of the, the licensing thing. You know, I guess in the Bundesliga, you have to have your coaching licenses um, renewed every three years. And while nobody knows exactly except for maybe the DFB, uh, Jurgen Klinsmann hadn't completed any of the training, allegedly, since like right around the 2000s, um, 2000 to 2003, something like that. Um, and he got, you know, hired as the manager for Hertha Berlin. And I guess it came out that he hadn't done his required most recent uh, licensing training. So there, were, there was doubt that he was even going to be able to manage this match. But I guess there was a something that happened with the DFB and the Bundesliga and he was able to manage to get his license renewed so he'll be good for the rest of the season all right uh we had Schalke 2 Borussia Mönchengladbach 0 now Borussia Mönchengladbach was on top of the league um you know right before Christmas before you know they got leapfrogged by RB Leipzig but uh in their last five I mean their last five they're not doing terrible um they got two wins two losses and one draw but i get you know that that's obviously enough to uh to to miss out on you know lose out on the top spot i mean that's seven points from five matches which you know isn't terrible but uh you know they're exactly five points behind rb leipzig now on the table so that right there shows you and rb leipzig you know they've been doing their thing ripping ripping off wins and uh you know they're i don't want to say they're poised to win the league but they probably have you know, other than Bayern, um, or I should say the teams besides Bayern, they probably have the best chance if you look at the top four. Um, let's see. We had Hoffenheim 1, Frankfurt 2, Fortuna Dusseldorf 0, Werder Bremen 1, Augsburg 3, Borussia Dortmund 5. Um, this match, Augsburg, at the 50-minute mark, they were up 3-1 to one at home against Borussia Dortmund. Which is pretty impressive, and then Erling Haaland, or Erling Holland, um, you know the the guy they just signed from uh, Red Bull Salzburg, he just went off basically. Um, he came in in the 56th minute, and then he got a hat trick. I mean, <laughs> which is insane. He scored a hat trick in like 35 minutes in his debut match, not only for his club, for but also in the Bundesliga on the road. Um, so he got, he ended up getting the match ball and, uh, put on a pretty impressive performance. And, you know, after the match, he was asked, you know, did he expect to, you know, to be able to pull out the win or to, you know, to get a hat trick. And he said, this is exactly why they brought me here. I mean, this guy was killing it while he was in, in Austria and, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's the Austrian league. You know, it's, it's not like one of the top leagues in Europe, you know, even though he, you know, I think he had like nine goals in one match or whatever. But, um, I mean, right now he's still proving that it doesn't matter what league he's in. He's he's that guy. And, uh, I mean, scoring a hat-trick in the Bundesliga is pretty difficult. It's rare unless you're like, you know, Lewandowski or something. Um, but, you know, now we see why not only did Dortmund bring him in, but also that his time in Salzburg was not fluky, you know. The Austrian league is not the biggest league in, in Europe, but, uh, I mean, he, he's a solid player and he proved that in his first match for his new team. 
All right, we had uh, Mainz 1, Freiburg 2, Cologne 3, Wolfsburg 1, RB Leipzig 3, Union Berlin 1, and Paderborn 1, Bayer Leverkusen 4. All right, so the Bundesliga table right now looks like this. In the top spot, this is after 18 matches. Um, we got RB Leipzig with 40 points, Bayern Munich in third with 30, or excuse me, in second with 36 points. Borussia Mönchengladbach in third with 35 points. Borussia Dortmund in fourth with 33 points. Schalke, surprisingly, in fifth with 33 points. And Bayer Leverkusen in sixth with 31. And at the bottom of the table in the relegation positions right now, um, we got Werder Bremen in 16th. That's in that relegation playoff spot with 17 points. Uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf in 17th with... 15 points, and in last place, we have Paderborn, tragically, with 12 points. Um, so yeah, I mean, Bundesliga, you know, I, I don't know if I would have predicted that uh, RB Leipzig would be on top of the league at this point. I definitely didn't predict that Borussia Mönchengladbach would be in the top six at all. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's shaping up pretty well. You know, Leipzig is four points clear of uh, Bayern Munich. You know, obviously they still have to play each other again. Um, anything can happen, especially with the transfer market open right now. Uh, I'll talk about transfers later, but you know, there's the, the slightest thing, slightest player leaving or possibly coming in um, to either one of those teams, Munich or Leipzig, uh, can completely change the the way that the table's looking right now. I mean, we've seen what Harlan can do, and who knows, maybe he can, you know, help bring uh, Dortmund up into one of the top spots, top two spots in the league. But we'll see. I mean, we, we know their goal is to win it, um, you know, which should be the goal of every team. But um, to at least challenge, I should say, for the for the title. But right now, it seems like Leipzig is doing that and not not Dortmund at the moment. All right. Um, moving on to Serie A. We had uh, Lazio 5, Sampdoria 1, Sassuolo 2, Torino 1, Napoli 0, Fiorentina 2. We had AC Milan 3, Udinese 2, Brescia 2, Caligari 2, Lecce and Inter Milan played to a 1-1 draw, Genoa 1, uh, AS Roma 3, and Juventus 2, Parma 1. Ronaldo scored both goals for Juventus. Um, and then last night we had uh, Atalanta 1, Spal 2, which is very surprising. Spal going into that match was in last place in the league and you know obviously Atalanta you know they're in the knockout stages for the Champions League you know I mean they're continuing the great season they had last year um, it's surprising losing at home to the last place team in the league it's got to be uh, you know pretty devastating but I mean you know anything can happen it's, it's kind of like that saying even though it's not on Sundays but any given Sunday uh, any team can beat any other team in the league, and you know you never know uh, what could happen. So, but I'll, and I'll talk about the transfers later too. But Atalanta has lost, you know, two key players, um, you know, over the last well since the transfer market opened, and obviously that's that's going to affect their play. You know, you got two players who were purchased for I think right around sixty million euros total, leaving the team, and you haven't brought anybody in yet to replace that. Um, that could hurt, especially 
going into the the knockout stage of the Champions League, which won't be until next month. But um, that could definitely hurt not only their position in Syria, but uh, it could end their their Champions League season. So hopefully they'll make some um, some additions to the team. They'll make some you know purchase some players, and you know see where they go from there. But um, this is how the Syria is shaping up after this is after twenty matches. Um, we got Juventus on top with 51 points. Inter Milan, who've dropped like four points over the last, uh, I think, two, three matches. Um, they're in second with 47. Lazio has a game in hand, but they are in third with 45. Roma in fourth with 38. Atalanta was in that fourth spot. Now they're down in fifth with 35 points. And then Cag- Cagli... I can never say this team's name. Caligari... In six with 30 points. I don't know. Caligari and Sassuolo. Those are the two teams I always have a problem saying. All right. <laughs> Down at the bottom of the table. Um, in 18th, we got Spal with 15 points. Uh, in 19th, we got Brescia, who I thought would be doing so much better with the addition of Mario Balotelli. I thought they'd you know at least be maybe in the bottom half of the table, but not you know second to last. They're in 19th with 15 points. Um, Mario Balotelli got a red card in this last match after like seven minutes was booted out of the game um, for talking trash to the to the referee. Maybe he just didn't want to play seven minutes in. I guess that's the way to do it. Um, and then in last place, we have Genoa with 14 points, not doing as well as I uh, thought they would do at the beginning of the season. But still a lot of games left to play. What, they got 18 matches left in the league, so... Um, anything can happen. We'll see. All right. Premier League, which in my opinion is over. They might as well give Liverpool the, the, the trophy now. I don't think any team is going to catch them. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I would have thought that, you know, still up in the air, there was the possibility that Liverpool or even Leicester could, uh, you know, potentially not only catch them, but win it. Um, now I am not so confident. Um, they haven't lost a match in the Premier League. They've only dropped points once, and it was a draw. And they, they right now it seems like they are gonna finish the season unbeaten. They'll be the second Invincibles. You know, draw is not a loss. So I don't know. This will be their if they well when they win the the trophy it'll be their first time in like thirty years winning the top flight. The Premier League wasn't even around back when uh, the last time they won the the top English English division. Um, it's just crazy that they're they're so far ahead, and the season is barely you know it's just half over a little over. All right, so let's see. We had uh, Watford and Tottenham play to a zero zero draw. West Ham and Everton finished 1-1. Brighton and Hope Albion uh, and Ashton Villa played 1-1. Tragically, Arsenal drew 1-1 against Sheffield United. Sheffield scored a, a late goal to, uh, to even that up. Uh, Man City played to a 2-2 draw with Crystal Palace. Norwich 1, Bournemouth 0. Um, Southampton 2, Wolves 3. Newcastle at home, beat Chelsea 1-0. Burnley, at home, 2-1 over Leicester City. And Liverpool, at home, 
2-0 over Manchester United. So it's a lot of draws this week, especially for teams that need points to try to keep up to uh, to Liverpool, but it just didn't seem to happen. Um, it seems like every team in the top six, with the exception of Wolves, uh, either drew or lost, and Liverpool, obviously. So after 23 matches, these are this is how it is. And this is crazy. Liverpool is in first with a game in hand um, with 64 points. Man City is up to second place now with 48 points. Um, Leicester City is in third with 45. Chelsea is in fourth with 39. Uh, Man United is in fifth with 34. And then Wolves also has 34 in sixth place. I mean, nobody's even at 50 points yet. And Liverpool is halfway through 60 points. So they're... they're they they possibly will break the the record that Man United or excuse me Man City set for most consecutive wins, uh, most points. I mean, I think right now they're they're on pace to get well over a hundred. It looks like so, which is insane. I mean, and I, I don't see anybody beating them. I, I think Man City is going to focus on trying to win the Champions League. Obviously, Man United is trying to just make it back to the Champions League for next year. Um, I mean, Chelsea, you know, they're playing a lot better than, you know, I think most people expected. I don't think anybody really expected them to be in the top four at this point in the season, let alone be challenging for it. I mean, they're six points behind Leicester City, who is also a surprise. I didn't think Leicester City would be in the top six. Um, but at the same time, I didn't think that uh, I didn't think that Liverpool would be running away um, with it like this. But I will say this. I think Liverpool needs to enjoy this because. As we just learned, the AFCON, the Africa Cup of Nations, is moving back to the January-February time slot for next year because of the Club World Cup. And it looks like, right now, um, Arsenal, I believe it's Arsenal, and Liverpool are going to be like the, the hardest-hit teams because you know they have like th- their biggest reliance on uh, African players. I mean, you got Mo Salah and Sadio Mane for Liverpool that will be playing in the Africa Cup of Nations if they're healthy. I mean, you know, but if they're not, they still won't be playing for Liverpool. Um, and that that's going to affect them. That's going to affect them next year. So they need to, to try to win it now. Uh, well, try to win it. I think they've won the league already. But uh, enjoy it now, I guess, because because that AFCON switched. It, it's definitely going to affect them for next year, tragically. I think the AFCON should switch to every four years. And, you know, they should probably try to get on the same cycle as Europe and South America. I mean, I understand, you know, they got different you know, weather conditions and all that. But, uh, you know, I talked about this before in the podcast, but um, I just don't I, I hate I, I, I love that they switched it to the summer for the last one, which was in Egypt. But they had to play a lot of games at night because of the, the heat and everything. But uh, I just don't like them in the middle of the season for players that are playing outside of Africa. Um, to have to leave their clubs and, uh, you know, go down there. So they're taken away from league competitions, which is where the money is, really. I guess that's really all that it comes down to. All right, uh, let's see. Um, In the relegation zone, we got Ashton Villa in 18th with 22 points, uh, Bournemouth in 19th with 20, and Norwich City, who started off the season quite well. I mean, they just got a win. But um, they're sitting in last right now with only 17 points. And when was the last time that Timo Pukki scored a goal? I haven't heard his name in a long time. 
Um, I think the last time I, I even heard somebody mention his name was when Finland qualified for the Euros. Other than that, I haven't haven't heard anything about Timo Pukki. All right, um, let's see La Liga real quick. Uh, we have Real Madrid two one over Sevilla. Ibar at home defeated Atletico Madrid two zero. Real Mallorca shocked Valencia four to one, and Barcelona won over Grenada one zero. Granada, excuse me, one zero. So after twenty matches, um, La Liga we got. Barcelona on top with 43. Real Madrid also with 43, but you know, they're in second because of a goal differential. Atletico Madrid in third with 35 points, but Sevilla is in fourth also with 35 points. Uh, Getafe in fifth with 33. Um, let's see, bottom of the table, or excuse me, relegation zone. We got Celta Vigo with 16. And then Leganas and Espanyol both have 14 points. Yeah, so that, I mean, you know, seeing the way that things are going now, that the La Liga may not be decided until the next Clasico. Um, or, you know, based on the, what was it, the Super Cup, it could be, it could come down to Barcelona playing against Atletico Madrid or another Madrid derby. I mean, who knows? Um, but that it's, it's it's pretty tight. I mean, I think that's the, the tightest of the uh, you know the top five leagues in Europe, where first and second place are on the same level of points. All right, um, Liga 1, the French league. Uh, let's see, we got Rennes zero, Marseille one, Bordeaux one, Lyon two, Saint Etienne zero, Nantes two, Dijon one, Lille zero. And then PSG, this was a makeup game actually for they were supposed to play this game in like October or November and they got there was like heavy rains or something. Uh PSG three, Monaco three. Now, remember the beginning of the season, um, Monaco was just they were doing terrible and nobody had them uh had them anywhere. I mean, they were sitting at the bottom of the table. They I think they lost their first three matches and I mean, they were just they were just doing terrible. Right now, they're in the top half of the table. They're sitting at ninth right now, uh, which is pretty good. I mean, you know, it took them half the season to get there, but you know, it's better to be outside the Champions League spots than in the, in the relegation zone. So, and right now, they're tied with three other teams at twenty nine points. So, you know, and if they win another match, they'd be at thirty two. And right now, thirty two is good enough for fourth place. So. Um, you know, we'll see what happens in the, in the, you know, the next match day. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised that Monaco, uh, a was able to, you know, get a point against PSG because PSG hasn't dropped very many points this season and, um, that they've been able to, to move up the way that they have. I mean, you gotta, gotta give them a little bit of credit. So, um, all right. So after 20 matches, this is how Liga on is shaping up. We got PSG in first with 49 points, Marseille in second with 41, Rennes in third with 36, then Nantes with 32, Lille with 31, and Montpellier with 30. Um, fellow American Timothy Weah is now healthy for Lille, but he has not played in like the last couple of matches, so I don't know if they're still trying to like. He hasn't even come in, he hasn't even sat on the bench, you know, um, as a substitute, but. You know, hopefully in the next coming weeks or, 
you know, matches that he'll be able to find his way back into the squad. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's one of my favorite teams or players for the U.S. national team. So, I mean, I know, I know he's not a big name um, yet. He's still really, really young. Um, but, you know, I'm just glad that he's healthy and that, uh, you know, he'll be able to eventually, you know, get back into the team. You know, especially considering how well they've been playing. All right, at the in the relegation zone for Liga, uh, we got Amiens with 18 points, Nem with 15, and Toulouse with only 12 points. And it looks like Toulouse is probably most certainly going to get relegated. All right, so one of the biggest things that I've been hearing about as far as transfers is the one that everybody keeps hearing. One of the things about the the winter window is that, you know, not too many players, really big players end up moving, um, you know, I'm talking like hundred million euro players or even like 70 million euro players. They typically don't end up moving during the winter market. Um, oh, and with that, I'm going to have to take a short break. I will be back. All right, sorry about that. My son was calling me. He's in the States. I like to talk to him before he goes to school. Um, yes, so as I was saying, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of big transfers that happened during the winter. I think that the, the biggest one, um, I guess you could say there was three of them. One of them was on a free, the Zlatan Ibrahimovic move, um, you know, back to AC Milan. And then Erling Haaland was obviously a big one. And then his former teammate, uh, Minamino going to Liverpool. You could say that those were, were some of the bigger transfers that have happened already to this point. Um, and I just looked up, you know, some of the, the bigger transfers that, you know, transfers that are over like 20 million euro um, that I looked up. But so far, this is crazy. So far um, in euros, worldwide, I guess this is, there has been over 403 million dollars worth of transfers, made, or excuse me, 403 million euros worth of transfers made, $448 million worth of transfers that have happened worldwide. Um, but, you know, the big ones that people are, you know, hoping for, like Luka Modric or even Kylian Mbappe, um, I don't see any of those happening. I think if Mbappe moves to Real Madrid, it'll be during the, the next transfer window. Uh, if it even happens, I mean, with the way that, you know, Neymar has been kind of saying that he wants to sign a long-term deal or another deal in Paris, um, you know, that could affect Kylian Mbappe, you know, deciding to stay at PSG. Um, I think, you know, as much as I, I, I like seeing people, you know, reach their dreams and play for clubs that they've always wanted to, Kylian Mbappe is only like 20 years old. You know, he could do everything that he wants to do in Paris which I would assume would be, you know, to win the Champions League. He's already won the World Cup. Um, but to win the Champions League, you know, next year, the Club World Cup. Um, and then, you know, he still has plenty of time to go to Real Madrid. And he could still, if he stayed at PSG for two more years, he could still go to Real Madrid and play there for a decade. I mean, he, he's that young, you know. Um, but, you know, I'm all for people, you know, reaching, chasing after your dreams you know, it's his dream club is where he's wanted to play his whole life, you know, also because he grew up, you know, watching, idolizing, I guess, Zinedine Zidane, 
Now Zidane's the coach at Real Madrid. You know, he used to play there. Um, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I, don't, I really personally don't want to see him leave Paris. I would actually kind of wish what, what I think would be perfect would be if Neymar does end up going to Barca, but PSG and Barca do like a switch Neymar for Griezmann, you know, bring the, you know, the Frenchman to, uh, to Paris, play alongside with Mbappe. I think that would be great. You know, maybe they could win the Champions League together. I don't know. That's, that's just me. I doubt something like that would ever happen. Um, but you know, anything is possible. So, um, but yeah, moves like that, I I don't know. I, I still don't even necessarily see him moving, but we'll see. Maybe PSG can entice him to stay. Um, one of the moves that I'm still looking for is for uh, Jerome Boateng to leave Bayern and go to Arsenal. I know he's getting up there in age, but I think, you know, something new would be good for him and the team. Um, yeah, but we'll see. I mean... I've seen him, you know, that was like the primary club that he was linked to. And now all of a sudden he's, I'm hearing, you know, stuff about him being linked to, you know, other clubs. So um, who knows? We'll see what happens. But these, these are, what is this? Five transfers that, that I looked at that were over 20 million that have happened recently. Um, so we had Dijan Kulaksevsky, midfielder. He went from Atalanta to Juventus. Uh, for 35 million euro. Then we had Raul de Tomas, uh, forward. He went from Benfica to Espanol for 20 million euro. Uh, Stanislav Lobotka, midfielder. He went from Celta Vigo to Napoli uh, for 25 million euro. Then Duvan Zapata, uh, forward, went from Sampdoria to Atalanta and for 21 million euro. And then the big one that just happened this week. Uh, Real Madrid, um, they signed Renier Jesus from Flamenco for uh, just over 29 million euro. So those are like, you know, the big ones that have happened since the last show. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy. I'm still surprised. I haven't really seen Chelsea, um, you know, do too many moves, especially since they got the uh, the transfer ban lifted. You would think that they... Um, that they would be doing a little bit more, but they, they haven't done really anything. Um, I don't want to say that they necessarily need it, that they need to make moves or whatever, but, uh, you know, it's something that they, they have the ability to do now. They just, it doesn't seem like they're taking advantage of it. Yeah, they haven't, I just looked it up, they haven't done a single thing, you know. Um, some of the rumors, though, that I've been hearing um, is that... Uh, Mesut Ozil might go from Arsenal to uh, Fenerbahce in Turkey. That would just, that would absolutely destroy me if he did that. I mean, I think Arteta is using him a little bit better than, you know, the previous managers have. Um, I don't know. It, it, to me, it just seems like he's had like a really, really rough, like the last like three or four years have been kind of rough for him. Ever since that whole thing happened when he left the German national team, you know, and saying that he didn't feel supported. And then all of a sudden he wasn't like the man at Arsenal anymore. And yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe a move to Fenerbahce would, would help him out or maybe, I don't know. I, I just don't like players really going to the Turkish league. Cause it seems like they kind of like disappear within European football, you know? 
Um, obviously, we keep hearing about the uh, Paul Pogba trying to go to Real Madrid and Juventus. Those names keep popping up. Um, seeing that Man City and potentially Manchester United want to sign German international Kai Havertz. He's at Bayer Leverkusen right now. Um, which, I, I mean, I could see that being decent. I don't know if he would really get too much time, though, if he went to either one of those teams. I mean, it, it's it's nice to be able to go to some of these big teams, but if you're already playing for a smaller team, he's at Leverkusen right now. If you're playing for a smaller team and you're the man on the team, why are you going to go and potentially lose minutes? You know what I mean? Especially if your team is in a position right now to challenge for um, to play in the Bundesliga next season. Uh, right now, Leverkusen's in sixth place in the Bundesliga. I mean, they're not they're not doing you know terrible. Uh, they, plus, they're usually always right there anyway. They're usually in the top seven anyway in the league. So uh, I don't know. Now, I have read something that Chelsea is looking at uh, Vinicius from Real Madrid to potentially sign him. Uh, I haven't really heard too much. You know, haven't heard his name too much or seen too much about him ever since he signed with the club. It seems like he just sort of kind of faded away, you know. I guess he wasn't the man that uh, everybody thought he would be. But I also think that you don't hear so much about Real Madrid ever since uh, Cristiano Ronaldo left, which, you know, kind of hurts everybody. Um, you know, because obviously he's drawing defenders towards him and leaving, you know, people with better scoring opportunities. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are those are just some of the, the rumors. Um, nothing major has happened. We're still waiting. It's still early. I still got like a week and a half left in the uh, transfer window. But like I said, I don't think that uh, I really don't think that anything big is going to happen. So I would just be devastated if something like drastic happens to Arsenal. Stuttgart's not really doing much in the transfer window, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. Oh, Timo Werner, almost forgot. I guess he's saying that he, you know, he's been linked to a lot of a lot of clubs, um, but he he's saying that he would like to try to play for Liverpool, which I totally don't get. Liverpool's like on top of the football world. I get you want to play for a winner, but he already is. He's playing for Leverkusen. They are, you know, on top of the league right now. Could win the Bundesliga. You know, would obviously, obviously be back in the Champions League next year. Plus, he's the man in in Leipzig. Um, did I say Leverkusen? He's the man at Leipzig, and I don't see why going to Liverpool would help him. We see what happened with uh, Shakiri. He went there. He's basically disappeared. Seems like he's not playing as much. Um, I don't know. Maybe it would help them next year during the AFCON. But you don't want to just have him there for two months. You know, you sign him to have him for two months while two players or two of your big players are uh, are off, you know, representing their country. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. There's There's just so much. But we'll see. All right. Um, again, sorry for not posting a show yesterday, but I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, everybody that's listening all over the world, you know, I got 
countries that are popping up, people listening from countries that I never would have thought would have would have been listening to the show. Um, and it just never ceases to amaze me the, the countries that people are listening from. We got France, the U.S., Germany, Israel, Canada, the U.K., Mexico, the Netherlands, Taiwan, Serbia, Spain, Nigeria, Colombia, South Korea, Latvia, Austria, Turkey, Denmark, South Africa, and Switzerland. That's pretty crazy. And I want to thank each and every one of you guys for listening. Um, I will be back next Monday. Um, next Monday show will be my last show here in Europe before I relocate back to the U.S. Um, I'm not saying that it'll be my last show in Europe for the year. But uh, it'll be my last show before I move back to the U.S. So um, thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys get to catch some football. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and by email. i uh, love to hear from you guys. Um, let's see, so the Instagram is 90, the word plus ET. The Twitter is at 90, the word plus ET. And then the Instagram is... 90 P L U S E T at gmail.com. So 90 plus ET at gmail.com. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you next week and have a good week. All right. Bye.